the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School where real talk is But Adaris, what would yours be? Would it be a shoe or would it be something completely different? Oh, it, it'd be a no-brainer. If they could build a foil casket that resembles a two-pack of Swishers, that's exactly what I'd get buried in. <laughs> I realized recently that I have more Swisher guts just around me in my life in the garbage can. I probably pay more to throw away Swisher guts than I do to throw away trash. You know, I fill so, up my trash every week, but I got a separate bag for the Swisher guts. Swisher guts. So I got a separate bag for it. So I want it to be the two-pack, the one that says 129 on the top of the tongue in yellow. I mm-hmm. want, that's, that's what I want. Well, I'm I'm still not certain what mine would be. Maybe it'd be like... be a giant pumpkin spice latte, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> And my weekly soundbite, uh, I send it to you. Did you did you get my weekly soundbite? Uh, you better worry about that, Darius. He said to Jared something, you better be worried. Uh, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. All right. Well, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and on the Twitter at Horcrux Hipster. Also, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash High Score 510. Support the show. You know, just a little bit here and there, you know what I'm saying? Y'all be buying frappuccinos, mocha latte, yayas. Buy a subscription to the High School 510 podcast Patreon page. If not, please rate, review, subscribe to our show, and uh, send us to a friend. Aside from that, we are here with... Uh, this is AG3. I'm coming at you faster than the Lakers heading to Cancun. Here's the sound bite. too hard to beg and no shame in this game i'm gonna break it down and bag like jane please is that my boy trick daddy that ain't trick daddy i don't know it's not like trick daddy <laughs> that's was that DJ for Cooper. a movie that's dj cooper was that for a movie I don't know. Somebody just said that's Freaknik music. That's that's how they know it. I don't know. I got 69 boys on here. That's DJ Cooper was in the 69 boys. So tell me this then. What video was that? That wasn't no actual DJ Cupid. So DJ Cupid also did the, the Cupid Trouble. DJ Cupid and 69 boys. Let me write that donkey. Surprised you don't know that song, Aaron. Uh, it's funny because I got that album, but I, I guess I just <laughs> I didn't play it all. Aaron was a good church boy. He wasn't trying to ride no donkey donkey. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Luke Skywalker was my shit. Pedro, tell you, I played that shit in the house. I, I always had to, like, make sure my mom didn't hear it. Remember, Pedro, me listening to that or Big Daddy Kane? I always had to make sure because my mom, if we left the I, tape in the car, she she took it from me. I, I don't remember the July's crew stuff, but I do no, but you, that song. I remember that Ride that donkey, whatever. No, I'm saying you remember me playing all shit like that in the house, though, right? Yeah. With my parents in the living room laughing because yeah. they had no idea. They couldn't understand the lyrics until I accidentally leave the tape in the car. Then it was gone. And we are here with. 
Hello everyone, this is Captain P-Funk. Uh, I'm coming at you faster than the Celtics headed to Jamaica. Well, you know, I'd be from Jamaica, man. Not a mercy. What part of Jamaica? Right near the beach. Boy! <laughs> Boy! <laughs> well, here's your sound by Pedro. Why are kissing and touching on the same girl, though? Because uh, we were kissing a girl last night. Why does it matter? We're twin brothers. We can kiss whoever we want to kiss. Exactly. First, we've been doing that. That's gangster. To kiss the same girl as your brother with your brother? Yeah, I really don't care. I'd rather do it with him than do it with a random dude. You feel me? Hey, real G's know that's gangster. I like it. First of all, irregular. Second of all, who kisses a girl? It's just a kissing booth. Call it what you will. But Pope Sweet Jesus, it's taking half. You think it's kissing girls? <laughs> Some women like to kiss Pedro. It's a sign of intimacy. And we are here with we on pool side. What's up? This is your your uh your normal actually let me start over. <laughs> Not having too much fun on the Sunday. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Sadaris, aka blowing with your granny. Uh and hopefully she got on all of those old lady clothes. So she don't get no ashes on them. Well, here's your sound bite, Darius. Yes, Jared. This is what I wanted. Psych! My main goal is to blow up and then act like I don't know nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jared, that's messed up, bro. All right, all right. Here's your sound bite, Pedro. Uh, Darius, I mean, Darius, here's your sound bite. <laughs> you were cool, like kind of little girl. You were cool. Can't forget about cool. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, "This is gonna be my forever sound bite." This, I want to get that tat. I'm gonna get the lyric tattooed on my back. The Darius, you a coon. So, <laughs> uh, and my name is Jared, aka DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it is just Jart. And uh, here's my sound bite. Are you a socialist? Uh, I'm not sure what a socialist is, well, but, I believe that the, but I believe that the government has a responsibility to care for the people. And I'm not talking about dole. I'm talking about making people self-reliant, people able to take care of themselves. There are countries which are perfectly able to do that. The United States is an extremely rich country. It's perfectly able to do that. It chooses not to. It chooses to have homeless people. It chooses. It's, we are 19th in the world in infant mortality. 18 other countries save the lives of their babies better than we. How come? They just spend more money on it. They care about their babies more than we care about ours. I think it's a disgrace. And uh, this country has vast wealth. You just look at what something like uh, Star Wars, the money spent on Star Wars, already spent $20 billion on it. If these guys are permitted to go ahead, they will spend a trillion dollars on Star Wars. Think of what that money could be used for to educate, to help, to bring people up to a sense of, of uh, self-confidence, to improve not just the happiness of people in America, but their economic standing, to improve the competitiveness of the United States compared to other countries. We are using money for the wrong stuff. All right, all right. Jerry, Thank you, Carl Jerry, Sagan. Jerry, your sound bike are lacking today. You did that just to put on, just so you could put yourself on that, your high horse. <laughs> your sound Jerry, are there's, a, there's a podcast for that. If you want to do it, I already introduced it to you. I gave Jared an idea for a podcast so Darius can have his podcast back. Yeah, Pedro wants me to meet on Friday nights and talk uh, social issues. 
I mean, you do that at a bar, so I don't know why you can't do it on podcast. No, I like to argue yeah. with lesbians. You like to argue with people about <laughs> about the same argue. shit at a bar. <laughs> he argue about the same shit at a bar, Pedro, uh... on a Friday night. <laughs> you know, I mean, Friday nights we've been at a bar people, and he's arguing with someone. I don't understand y'all weird with that shit. <laughs> or to try to pick up with some pussy, not talking about no damn politics. That's that's the Bay Area for you. That people <laughs> man, like to y'all argue. some weirdos, man. That's <laughs> the Bay Area for you. People go to bars to argue politics. Even if you're there with a girl, you end up arguing her over politics. Did you know that at least 75% of bitches suffer from some kind of hearing loss? This alarming statistic means that more likely than not, talking isn't the most effective way to communicate with a bitch. It's like, what the hell are we doing here? This is supposed to be a, a good time. Glory? No reason why y'all don't have no mixed kids. <laughs> Fan mail from Soul Raider. Uh, he wants to know uh, which casket would you get buried in? And he sent this video. Now, this is a white man explaining African culture, which is a little problematic, but you guys will see my point. Today, I learned that in Ghana, it has become popular to bury people in coffins that represent what that person was known for. For instance, if you're a pilot, you'd have an airplane coffin. Or a Coca-Cola addict, be buried in a bottle of the good stuff. You see, in Ghana, rather than seeing death as a sad thing, funerals are celebrations for the life the person has lived. And because of this, death has never been more fashionable. They've ditched the boring regular casket and use the coffins to reflect the person's profession, passion, or status. Bit awkward if you're an OnlyFans model. In fact, they have become so popular that they are now being exported to other countries like the United States and areas in Europe. So the question is, when you die, what would your coffin be? All right. Was that problematic? The only thing problematic is he's wearing a satchel. <laughs> yeah, one, can somebody just carve out his body and not die inside of him? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a beautiful, blue-eyed, accented white man wearing a satchel. Indiana Jones wore a satchel. He's pretty, he's pretty tough, right? He wore a satchel when he was teaching or, or first stepping on the scene. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Yeah, so uh, Soul Raider, shout out sponsorship, wants to know, what would your casket be designed as? Pedro's casket would be a Broham Cadillac. <laughs> and knowing him, it'll probably have an exhaust pipe on it and shoot an actual exhaust out of it. All right, I'm tired of man driving around town in eight Rolls Royces. He ain't fought nobody. I'm still in a Broham. Exactly. That a what? Uh, a, a bro, a broham. He 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 drives a broham. What's a broham? It's maroon. I feel it would be ironic of Aaron. We got him a casket that was just a a, a big sugar cookie. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me a sugar cookie, and I want my casket to go through Memphis, even though even though I'm gonna get buried in California. A sugar cookie. In fact, no, I just want it to be some lips with sugar sugar with sugar cookie powder on crumbs all over it. This is going to be a green duffel bag with a bunch of VHSs popping up out of it with suspect labels, handwritten labels on it. Mm-hmm. VHS container. They got to bury you inside of a sticky iPad. No, they going to bury me old school style. DVD or, or VHS with the red tape sticking out of it. Saying butt row outcast. Joey Silvera's butt row outcast. That's what I want. Or Or... Uh, up and up and comers. Randy West is up and comers, <laughs> sticking out of it. Adarius, or, or 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 <laughs> Justin Slayer's black orientations too, <laughs> with a picture of Mika Tan on my coffin. <laughs> one picture of Mika Tan, one picture of Nautica Thorn. <laughs> <laughs> 
in news this week, in news, dancers at the Star Garden, a North Hollywood topless bar, will become the first or the only unionized strippers in the U.S. What do you guys think about that? That strip club be closing about 10 days afterwards. <laughs> it should have been closed before that. Did y'all see them strippers? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's why they unionize it. They need to keep every penny they can get. I see why um, the manager was keeping their tips. <laughs> yeah, that's some bad, bad, bad shape looking strippers boy that was a low end of the strip oh channel. lord yeah that's, I, I, that's in north hollywood so i don't i don't understand well I north just, hollywood isn't that the is that the gay district or is that west hollywood wait is it west hollywood well, north, north, north hollywood uh-huh. basically the valley right so you, north hollywood's the valley and it's yeah, and it got good looking women out there i've been north hollywood. that's what i'm saying it's it's good looking women all over los angeles and they seem like they got the bottom of the bear people like they got strippers from here <laughs> it looked like they got this stripper from the big Safeway in Patchy Junction. No lie. They were either too skinny or too much middle section, no titties at all. None of them had any decent type of chest. There was one cute girl, that mixed girl. I don't even know if she was mixed. She may have been Hispanic. And I'm like, the rest of them were just garbage looking. Even that man, my old lady looked at that, was watching it on news. I was like, wait a minute. What? A West Hollywood's the gay, like like Pedro said. North Hollywood's actually the valley. Like Hollywood's L.A., but North Hollywood, like, is separated by mountains and it's in the valley, right? North Hollywood's actually like the theater and art district for the valley. Like I've been there several times, enjoyed it, seeing better looking women, and I've been there at a sports bar. You've been to Star Garden? Have you been to the Star Garden though? Hell no, I don't even know it exists. Let me tell you something. You better off going. You better off going to Big Wangs in North Hollywood. You'll see better looking women. You just go ahead and just tip the waitress in there for just doing their job. Aaron, there's no lie. I, well, we walked when we went to go see my um, my cousin when she was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. There was better looking women walking up the streets, and that was what the West Beverly District. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, there was one walking. Yeah, up that. I was like, "What is going on here?" And I was like, "Oh, I figure out. I know what's going on. These are gold diggers." There was women in body suits, then and had the BBLs done and stuff. There was women all over the place, so they were just hanging out looking for any sucker, basically. I don't know. A couple of them look all right there. Many Wait, beautiful. Put that picture up, Jerry. Put that picture up, Jerry. Put that picture up. Yeah, so I can go in on them. Look at that one. Look at that one. Look at that one. Yeah, dear, dear, dear. One of them's a walker. Is one of them crippled? One of them's crippled. So I guess, I guess it's good that they, they. It's a, it's a, they, it's a topless they, dive no, bar. They're no, non-discriminating. No, no, I need a Darius. I need a Darius. <laughs> no, I'm glad Darius isn't here for this. One of them is in a wheelchair walker. Well, one of those mixed. walkers, Jared. The one in the front right, though. See, that's the cutest yeah, one. That's the best looking one. And you can tell she ain't too bright because look at the tattoos on her thighs, on both thighs. They're just pretty <laughs> disgusting. But she's the best one. The rest of them, yeah, Jared, this is this is all bad. One of them got one upside down just... Christ. Here's one that's tall and skinny. And that one look like that could be a man. That is a man. <laughs> Did you hear me just say that? Pedro? That would look like that could be a man, dude. It's Reagan. It's Reagan, actually. Yeah, Ronald Reagan. This <laughs> they is a said, bad strip club. They said, it, 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 one place said it's a strip club. Another place, another article, NPR. LA Times says strip clubs, but they said also topless bar. Like strippers and topless bar. Strip had been started in Africa. Long time ago, long, long, long time ago, white men went to Africa. And he saw these beautiful black women walking around, singing, dancing, working, living in the news. 
you know. Yeah, because they, they can't do full full nudity if they have alcohol. Bucket naked. Okay. Well, yeah. So um, not afraid of law. Okay, that's probably a good thing though. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, they should, yeah, I agree. It's a good thing. It's a bad thing when you go into one and you're like, I thought you'd take me to strip club. You took me to a fucking what? What the hell's Top going on? Why everybody, everybody, and they and they be wearing tassels and shit. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's not the tassels. It's like, oh, we serve alcohol, but we also serve food. I'm like, well, I'm not here for the food. <laughs> a woman with big breasts. I'm here. The only, the the only food I came here for was some ABF. <laughs> exactly. Only place you go to the strip clubs for food. <laughs> Is in Atlanta, and you get a little extra with all that um, beautiful black booty meat. Fucking naked. You can see they public ass in the new. Did it? Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, look, look. I'm used to having a Lisa stripper. You know, you step a strip club. It's nothing wrong to see a stripper pregnant, right? You <laughs> might have a pregnant stripper there, but then they turn around and have one in the, one of those walkers. That's a whole different story. Aaron show be like, I love this place. They have ABF on draft. Titty residue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, is, it, is is that strip club also wheelchair accessible? It got to be so kind of accessible. She got the walker with the wheels and the brake on it. You see, she had the brakes on that one, and she yeah, could turn it into handbrake. a seat. She got the handbrake, handbrake front, and it turned into a seat. Well, it, That's a high end walker. Front are back. we sure? Are we sure? You know. The, the manager might be getting a bad deal, the owner of the strip club, because he might be giving health benefits because that's uh, an expensive walker she has. Maybe. I don't know. But they said that uh, it's been a 15 month battle and they will now join the Actors Equity Association, um, which will be the union they're joining. So they're joining 51,000 other actors and people that work in the in the performance realms uh, union. So they'll get representation. So now I feel bad. They can get a union, get benefits and everything. And our writers can't get. Well, you know uh, why they're they're fighting for more rights. Too. I'm sorry, Jared, I cut you off. Go ahead. Oh no, they're, they're fighting for more rights. Yeah, because the contracts, as, as especially as streaming has become a whole streaming new streaming has really television. messed up their realm. Right? Yes. Yeah. And and the contracts are getting worse because companies and producers, like you know, you got money every time shit was shown, right? And with streaming, you can't. It's sort of becoming like streaming music. Right. Like like Snoop Dogg was arguing, I got millions of streams and I'm not making no money off this shit. Barely mm. any money off of it. Like he said, I got something with two, 12 million streams and I don't even make a million dollars off of it. Right. Yeah. I don't come close to it. The same thing's happening to the writers and they're already down jobs because of all the stupid people that want to keep going into stupid shit like, you know, reality TV, things like that are cheaper. That's what led on to the last writer strike was the reality, the boom of reality TV. That's when networks really learned. That's the boom came after that because networks learn like guess how what? stupid how stupid people going. are. <laughs> how stupid people are stupid enough to be entertained and watch this TV and we you know watch sure, reality sure. TV. So I mean you know the writers they're in a hard place. So I don't blame them. Jared, mm. click go down mm. and click to in the middle. You see where it says "Big is Beautiful." Yeah, LA's hottest strip. Please click on that. Yeah. This- well, I'd rather go to this strip club than that one. <laughs> Where is that plus size re- re- review? Somewhere uh, in LA. Ain't it? Going on, it's though. at the. This one's being hosted at the Ace Hotel. Ace downtown. Hotel, dude. Come I think on, I stayed dude. there once. Uh, you probably <laughs> did, Jared. Was that the hotel from Smoking Aces? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was in Tahoe. Okay. Or Reno. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, Screenwriters Guild and, and shout out to our friend Quinn, uh, who's part of that uh, guild. We hope y'all get your. Get your representation, and uh, I'm happy to see these women unionizing to, you know, hopefully improve their work 
situation. They said I mean, eight, I mean, eight I dancers mean, have been fired, you know, unjustly. You know, there's been tensions between I them and management. Unjustly. Management has not been uh, upholding their end of the bargain with just having a safe and clean workspace, they were saying. so. It's a strip club. <laughs> it's a topless bar. A topless a top dive bar. <laughs> According dive to NPR, it says... Dancer is from the Star Garden Topless Dive Bar in North Hollywood. <laughs> it's a dive bar. They talk about they, ain't been sanitary like it's a goddamn surgeon. What is, so, yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Do they want soap or a hand sanitizer? <laughs> <laughs> they had said that the uh, management had told security, you know, to not be as strict with, uh, you know, unruly patrons or something like that that's one thing they said so i can see that they got a lot can, of money but they probably told that look at those girls man he's like hey man we gotta <laughs> we gotta make some money somehow let him go a little far <laughs> he's stupid exactly uh well some of y'all need to be uh need to be waitresses it looks like exactly making sandwiches somewhere well they basically are now part of the the actors equity association which is a plus for them it's a good thing most places, if you can organize to have some kind of leverage, then that's always a good thing because, you know, unless you're complete idiots or complete just like, you know, asking for for more than what is uh, fair and reasonable. But that's the thing is like you have to be able to get together to realize what Jared. as a whole is fair and reasonable for you guys. So there's a goddamn strip club. Jared, <laughs> a lot of those strippers, I would have told them to wash the dishes in the back while I hire some more girls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, dude. Like, you know, the first dude, the owner, after, after allowing them to become unionized, first thing he needs to do is hire a whole new batch of girls to just put these to shame. <laughs> Some of them going to be out of a job because they, they, when yeah. other when other ones that actually are top-notch realize, oh, we could go work at this dirty-ass dive bar, they union. We got to make at least this much. Well, they uh, ain't going to clean up and all of them going to be out of a job. There, I don't know how exactly it works, but the the building is always getting the cover and then you know you make what you make but if you can have some kind of like basic negotiation to get part of what comes in at the door especially you know what I'm saying i think that would be a good thing i think that's like that's fair anyways um the last I mean, place the door is a one time fee fuck the, the door the last time uh, the a union... don't want a door they should not want the door the door is a one time fee yeah. you want yeah. the guys what they throwing out and yeah, you no, probably no, want no. that the percentage you got to give to be lower you don't want no door. Everything. Only thing no strip strippers should be getting is a gym membership. I was gonna say, <laughs> can they union fight so they all get a free membership to Equinox? That get a get a free gym membership. I think that's great. Health also has some uh, benefits where they finish their tattoos. You <laughs> <laughs> wanted to get some um, enhancements, breast enhancements, and BBLs, and some other things they need to do. He needs to put on a, a rule that only so many can have thigh tattoos. He negotiates. So many tattoos. They're only allowed to have. There would not be no more than four women on staff with thigh tattoos. So once so we get to our floor, we're not hiring no more. Once you saw that picture, everyone there, you're like, God damn, this is just a this is a picture of bad decisions. You could do a highlights magazine off that picture. Y'all know me. I don't. I don't body shame. Matter of fact, I, I like when a woman is plump. The sad part, they yeah. But those women like they're not in shape at all. I mean, we're talking about an L.A. strip club. Like, it's one thing if yeah. you're like that big and beautiful. She was actually beautiful, the big woman that's in that big and beautiful picture. She was right. actually beautiful and shapely. She's in better shape, that BBW and the, and the big beautiful, what? than all of those women. Like, she like, had a shape to on? her. Her shit was firm. Those other women just look oh, sloppy. All those other women look sloppy. Like... Go, click on the big beautiful one again. 
The other ones just look sad and pathetic, Jared. Yeah, that one looks pretty, and all the other ones was looking like uh, seven-year-old boys. I'm with Pedro. It's time to move on, man. This is a pathetic strip club that needs to close down. <laughs> Y'all just got more and more mad about positive labor <laughs> organizations. No, nah. nah, this just needs to close down, dude. The strip club belongs to the streets. Well, they give strip it, clubs a bad name. It's the first strip club to unionize since the Lusty Lady. It might be Lady. the last. It might be it's the last. Lusty Lady, Lady in San Francisco. Peep Show in San Francisco in 96 unionized. And, guess and they what? had a good run. They closed in 2013. Can I, no, yeah, yeah, and let me right. tell you, it was cold. I went to the Lusty Lady, 95 and 96. Before the union. Let me tell you, once they unionize, you tell the difference. When you put in your little quarter and that shit opened up, and I was like, oh my God, man, this is pathetic, man. The, the woman in there was old as shit. It, it was like, oh, I'm nice. She got a job, but fuck, man, she can't collect the AARP. And that shit was bad, man. Lusty lady, I used to go to it was next to the Palladium in North Beach. Oh, I've been and in the North Lusty Beach. Lady was right next to it, man. I've been by the Lusty Lady. I don't know if I went in or not. I feel bad. like I did. I went, I went in several times, and once they unionized, it was bad, man. Yeah. It was bad. It already was bad before, and then it really got bad. Yeah, shout out to Condor. I've been in there for sure a couple of times. And then once they unionized. You open up the, I, I took my girlfriend there, right? You know, she was feeling a little happy, you know, like want to do something different and exciting. So we go Lusty Lady. We're, we're actually going out to do some drinking party up. And we go on a Lusty Lady. And once it unionized, you open up the booth, smelt just like sperm. That's all it smelled. I said, God damn, this booth smelled like fucking sperm. Everyone you opened up. Before, they were mopping the shit out of that, man. It smelled like the most bleaching Clorox you ever smelled in your life. It was like sanitized down. Now after that, just sperm. Now I'm That's like, funny. I don't know who the hell in here jerking off to this ninety to this ninety six year old in here. <laughs> it's sad. Damn. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way, Aaron. Uh, but I'm happy for these women. And that uh... unionization made my penis soft. <laughs> in other news, Jim Brown passed away this week at the age of eighty seven. An iconic and legendary figure in the American sports and social landscapes from his various works. A premier athlete that captivated the American sports world for a decade or more, maybe. Um, well, I mean, if you count his college, yes. He, yeah, his he college, his college, yeah, college, college and... Because yeah, he retired in the middle of his prime, but I thought he played, I thought he played... Yeah. Well, yeah, college years. into his pro career. He was, he was, everyone's Jim Brown, so... Also as a as an actor, as an entertainer, but also as a social activist. I just want to know, uh, what are your thoughts about Jim Brown's passing? And what will you remember him for most? He was one of my heroes um, on the field and off the field. I love the way he treated his wives. Come on. Come on. Uh, he wasn't allowed to talk back. Put him out. One time he took it took all the clothes off his wife and put them outside right after doing a uh, uh, thing for uh, L.A. violence. Dude, what, what was that, Aaron? Do you remember that story? He got in trouble literally right after doing a peace treaty conference for L.A. gang violence. Yeah, then he beat a woman beat, uh, and, beat and, to his wife for some kind of domestic violence. The same week charge. <laughs> For putting his wife outside or something. He's one of my heroes, man. I like watching the old videos of him getting a hard seven yards, taking forever to get back to the huddle. Mm-hmm. He was getting his rest because they know they was just going to run that rock again. I mean, let me stay down for a long time, get back up and run this other 20 yards. 
he was pacing himself in the game, which was crazy. And then there was no stopping him because dude was bigger than the damn lineman on the other on the opposite team. <laughs> and and shout out to Jim Brown. He was the first to bring a championship team to Cleveland. Well, it was before they became before Super, the Super Bowl. Before Super we had Bowl. To, there's no Super, Super Bowls then. Right. I don't know why, why the NFL don't count those championships. Those championships to me were just the same as Super Bowl. NFL champion but, in 1964. But and on top of that, I, it became a bigger fan of his black exploitation movies. It's all his action films where he's just over the top, beating up 15 white people at a time, kicking down walls in a uh, restaurant. It's just craziness, and I, you know, that's that's the part I'm missing. He was kind of like he was the action part of my Bill Cosby heroism when it came to the seventy all the seventy uh, movies and things. Oh, I that's one one way I like to honor him. I like to remember him by how he took the black exploitation films and after the nine years in the NFL, even he knew it was like, look, I can't keep this up. I'm winning this championship, man, I'm getting on it behind this camera. He got had a lot of friends in Hollywood, a lot of uh influencers, a lot of people loved him in Hollywood. The same went as like well Bill Bill Cosby. Kinda they kinda went down the same Timeline. It's it's kind of crazy how that ended up being. A lot of white people like Jim Brown. A lot of like Trump tried to use him to influence black people to get votes. He was just beloved in the black community. And when his money got low and he needed to get out of trouble, he he leaned on white people to get him out of trouble, just like OJ. <laughs> nah, he hated OJ. He hated OJ. When that OJ trial happened, yeah, like, he was the most anti-OJ yeah, person yeah, in the world. And, they, they, he, they love putting the and, mic in front of him because he talks shit about yeah, OJ. Okay, okay. I know he did it. Remember, he said he knew he did it. Yeah, yeah. I, not only that, but he sure did start acting like him when he got in all that trouble after beating his wife, which I don't know. Yeah, 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 he did the right thing yeah, to, yeah. you know, have to make sure he kept his movie roles going. <laughs> yeah, who else? Who can remember? You know, who going to forget about Jimmer? How did he die and I'm going to get you, sucker? I don't think he died. I think he, he just died. got his. No, he didn't he die. Did. He had all the bullets on him, right? No. He had a, he, no. Wait, he him, was was Isaac he Hayes the was the toe? No, he, he, the he was the toe. Jim Brown so was, his was the toe. His bunion, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Isaac Hayes had all the bullets on him that went off, right? He had them all. Yeah. All right. well, <laughs> here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing about Jim Brown. Right now, Jim Brown is 11th all-time in rushing for 12,312 yards. Here's the crazy thing. He only played nine years, and the season was only 12 games back then. Yes. His career average is 5.6 yards a carry. 5.6 yards a carry, which is crazy. Jim Brown's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Retired in the prime of his career because he was making a movie. Making a movie. Said, you know what? Well, I'm just going to go ahead and retire because I'm not going to make it in there. I'm fit, I'm working on this movie. Everyone was shocked when he retired. He retired nowhere. No big fanfare. He was the MVP. He won his third MVP that year. He's a smart man. He was shooting the dirty dozen when he retired. He was expected to return to Browns, but he retired because uh, your boy, your favorite, Pedro's favorite owner, Art Modell, threatened him for fines for missing training camp. And he said, well, I'm just going to retire then. Yeah. Well, Brown was uh, at the Cleveland Summit, which, uh, you know, saw him. You know, Muhammad Ali. Out. Yeah, him, Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, Carl Stokes remembers of the Cleveland mm-hmm. Summit. Throw um, that picture. Ali. That's a great picture, man. Yeah, was it, was it, uh, Sam, I thought Sam Cook was in there, too. Yeah. Well, that was that was a night. What is it? Uh, one night. Yeah, you do watch too many too many fucking movies. 
one night in Miami. According to Pedro, Joe Mazzula was there too. Exactly. Yeah, he was the Jim Brown's my hero. Right? Jim Brown's there. That's some heavy hitters yeah. in that picture, man. That Cleveland summer picture, some heavy hitters, man. Yeah. With that, putting it online and being able to, you know, navigate from a sports career to acting career, he was he was an inspiration for sure. I think um, he had his issues off the field and you know his personal life. Uh, however, he uh, no real issues though. I mean, no, he wasn't. He, one woman was talking back, but I'm gonna put her on. <laughs> Well, that's kind of an issue, but it was a different time. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. No, it was, no it was it? You know, you didn't do that. What was that? Ninety? Uh, oh shit! No, what? Ninety-three, like ninety-three, ninety-four, maybe. Oh yeah, he's he's getting older, grumpy. I have no idea. Well, anyways, Jim Brown um, also founded in nineteen sixty-six the Negro Industrial Economic Union. Also changed to the Black Economic Union to help promote opportunities for minority-owned businesses. That was that was cool, um, and uh, yeah, he's very much about the the community. You know, uh, just getting into work and working hard and creating self-sustainable, you know, uh, economic situations for themselves within their own community. Um, but yeah, the thing I remember him uh, for most was his inspiring acting, though, uh, from uh, a classic of his, uh, Mars Attacks. Come on. Shout out to Jim Brown. <laughs> great actor, great athlete, great um what do we call these people here? Try to free these niggas. Uh what do you call that? Activists. Great American activist, you know. He did the work. Back then when the athletes did the work, he was not only great in, you know, on the field, he was great trying to lead, true black leader, uh, as Jared likes to call him. Also, just a great husband. Also a great husband. <laughs> He's just a great man. He's still my hero. <laughs> Las Vegas Aces head coach Becky Hammond was suspended for two games, and the team for uh, and the team forfeits a 2025 first round draft pick following allegations and an investigation into her bullying a former player. Yeah, Aaron, you know more about this situation. Can you explain what transpired the, to to actually cause this suspension? Real quick, it was one of her former players, Hamby. Can't pronounce her first name, Dorica, I think, or something like that. She won six. She won like six. Did they call it six man of the year in WNBA? I don't want to call it the wrong thing, but basically she won that award. She was one of their players that they need. She was strong on their championship team. She was needed. And Becky Hammond, you know, won the title with them. And then going last year, the player got pregnant. Hamby got pregnant again with her second child. She had a kid five years ago. And according, and then they traded her. So she took, you know, she went on her leave, which they're allowed, especially when you get pregnant. And then they traded her. And they had to forfeit. I thought they had to forfeit the pick they got for her. Apparently, like she so Hamby went out and reported that she basically felt like she was being bullied. And uh, she made a whole bunch of allegations about her treatment by the Aces after she was traded. And then she let the league know, like probably like a, a few weeks later, a couple weeks later. And then they did their investigation and found out that, yeah, Becky Hammond 
uh, Becky Hammond was just, you know, kind of kind of was being harsh on her and and being hard on her and and asking her and questioning why she got pregnant around that time. It was just the like questioning and then like basically coming down on her hard for getting pregnant. Right. And saying, and I remember Hamby said in one of her posts, she was like, I thought someone that claimed you're like us and support families and you don't seem to, that don't seem to be true. Because Becky Hammond questioned why would she get pregnant then? She already had a kid. I mean, just all kind of shit. I was like, wow, wow. So it was kind of, you know, it's it some crazy allegations. Some people think that the, the, the two game suspension is not enough. Mm-hmm. I was watching the uh, WNBA pregame show. And they were like, they were saying the people that was on the pregame show on ESPN were complaining that it wasn't enough. Yeah. Well, it was kind of crazy. Uh, yeah. To see that. Because, uh, you know, you think it's like this is the kind of workspace where you would have probably think you'd receive the most understanding about, you know, the the challenges of getting pregnant and, and have the, having that interrupt your career, especially in a sport like this is like one of the most this would be a place where to be at least understood. It's a woman's sport. You got women coaches. For, you know, maybe not all women ownership, but you got some women ownership. You got it's a it's it's this is a place where I'm like, oh, man, like it's kind of crazy. So um, I guess uh, Becky Hammond fell victim to her internalized white supremacy. What do you guys think about that? Oh, man, you're going to take it too far. <laughs> it's, it's, it's white supremacy. No, she kicked it with niggas. <laughs> I ain't gonna take it. Don't don't go that far. Come on. Uh, well, she fell into the same mantra. It sounds like of like what it, like the, just not understanding what it means to you know like no, we, we will that, never. I, I won't say that, that just because she means. lacked the empathy and she put she her priorities didn't lie with empathy with empathy. I wouldn't put her that far down, right? Like but, you know, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't do that. Question someone having a kid, but she felt like she was affected, and she's trying to win, and she's in a high stakes job, mm-hmm. and and she questioned it. So you know, like I said, she lacked empathy in that moment. I wouldn't go as far to call white supremacy thinking or anything in that nature, or even male chauvinist. It's nothing like that. She just you know, it's not the worst things in the world she did, right? Yeah. Well, I, it's I, not. This not also... turn her into Hitler. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just saying that she had a she had a bout with it. And she 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 lost in this moment where hey, she well, where she took, say, just not give her a heart like a lesbian, Jared. You just you know he's up a little bit, man. She, what? What? She no, we Pedro, you are a walking example of lapses of white supremacy. <laughs> Internalized white supremacy. Pedro is a no. walking. He's a walking exi- exhibition. Oh, she, she, like Aaron said, she wanted to be competitive. She thought all her teammates, mm-hmm. all her, um, all the their team that she was coaching was going to be under the same page and understanding. To repeat, we can't have sex. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have sex. Don't have sex with a male. No. <laughs> sex with a lesbian. <laughs> Well, and I think in Becky Hammond and them, they also came out and said they they falsely accused her, said that when she signed her like uh, when she signed her extension with them, like she was pregnant, she that they that was part of it. Like they felt like they 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 were like, man, we felt like she knew she was pregnant when she signed that extension, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And she didn't report that to the team. I mean, I, I you know, it, it's hmm. well, it's just one of those things that happen, man. Shit happens, and you're in okay. this world. I'll just continue on my cutting quarter shout out. How about that? That's <laughs> yeah, a high stakes world, man. High stakes thing. And she wanted her player there. 
Uh, I tell you what, I tell you what, I'll take Becky, I'll take Becky Hammond questioning her players getting pregnant and asking why. Then these motherfuckers not showing up to play any games in the NBA, load managing the whole way through the fucking season. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. But 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 it is. I, I, I'm starting to think that half the players in the NBA are pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> in other news, the NBA conference finals seem to be well in hand. The yeah. Denver Nuggets along with the Miami Heat. Both teams seem to be primed to face off in the finals and have done it in slightly different ways. Denver winning at home, holding serve at home, and then winning game three in L.A. in a big statement game. And then Miami winning both games on the road against Boston and then going back home tonight and putting the proverbial knife in the back. Of Boston, what is, is what it looked like? Oh, uh, they what do you in the back? They put it right in front of their stomach. They put it. They, they did. The, they did the 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 one. What was the movie with Benicio del Toro that you always talk about the knife scene? Oh, uh, the hunted. The hunted. Yeah, they did the hunted on him. What is it that you're noticing from these these series? Um, what's the most glaring thing that has made the difference for these teams? I, I say this: the Lakers are outmatched. The same way the Warriors are outmatched playing the Lakers, the the Lakers are outmatched playing Denver. Denver's just a better team point blank younger better more athletic more everything more experience on the bench jared you said best in the conversation we had the other day the denver bench is more experienced playoffs wise than the lakers bench like other than lebron and ad you don't have anyone else that's played this far into a playoff or uh, tristan thompson he's been yeah but, sure. i mean he's just there to have <laughs> sex with chloe kardashian and get other women pregnant too uh we know why he's there you know, who knows what's going to happen. If this happens here. What's going to happen is somebody going to get pregnant. Um, who he looking at at the game? The Lakers just outmatch. I mean, like, it's a difference in two. Both series have been totally different. The more disappointment, I, I mean, I'm disappointed. You know, I'm a Laker fan, but I'm not really that disappointed. You know, I mean, you know, you, you win some, you lose a lot, right? That's how it is a sports fan. You, you got to lose a lot more than you win. I, I wanted them to go farther, but I'm not upset because I'm like, they're just outmatched. Like, watch the games, and I'm like, this team is just better. It's not like they're playing disappointing. They're playing well. They're in it. The disappointment is the Boston series. I wanted Boston to go to finals, but these guys are just – these guys got more talent than Miami and just getting outplayed, getting mm-hmm. outcoached. The first game, they got outcoached. Mm. Missoula, Missoula, for some reason, just like when he was getting out coached, they should have beat Philly four games to zero. He got out coached. They lost two games without Embiid to Philly, which didn't make sense. That was Joe Manzella being out coach. He he kept going with the small lineup. For some reason, he likes small lineups. Uh, you heard when they won that series. Remember, Marcus Smart said he's getting better at making decisions. Right, whatever that interview was, it was kind of condescending what he said about Joe Missoula. It's like. Dude, stop going with the small line. I heard they all had to go to him and say, look, we need Robert Williams playing more. We need mm-hmm. him. Like, you took him out the starting lineup the whole season. And we understood resting him, but now the playoff started, you hadn't played him. They went to him against Phillies. Like, we need him to play. Grant Williams need to play. We need to go a bigger lineup. Stop trying to play small ball. Having Jay, you know, Jalen Brown or Al Horford as the five, Jalen Brown as the four. They're just getting out coached. And then today they got out hustled. But the first two games, it seemed like they got out coached because they had to lead in both those games in the fourth. Do you think yeah. it's them be- being out coached, or is it also with like what Charles Barkley well, said? He came and said that Boston is uh, a couple of really, really good, nice guys that are good basketball players. Yeah, but versus uh, versus being like having that kind of like killer instinct or kind of like ruthless. Like that's the thing. Like you said, Jalen Brown playing the four. No, no, that's Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum should be like I'm. I'll play the four. Jason Tatum's not a physical presence the way. I mean, he they're could both the same height, so it don't matter. 
And Jason Tatum's, I think, is a little bit bigger. He's uh, a little buffer, but they're the same yeah. height. They're but the same height. No, no, Jason Tatum's six, six, eight, almost six nine. Jalen Brown's only six six, six seven. seven. He like six seven, dude. But I'm like Jason Tatum, like that's the one thing I think is lacking from Jason Tatum's game. Like he can shoot the lights out. He's really good. He can get his shot. Well, he doesn't want to go out there and battle underneath and be power forward and be battling. They they don't need to go to a small lineup. You got you got you got Williams and Horford. You don't need a small lineup. They won yeah. with last year by being big. Just like we you said that early, yes last week, Jared. Yeah, you said that after the Lakers. Like we, the league has turned back to having these bigger lineups. But yeah. Missoula doesn't. I think it's also his philosophy is really bad. They don't play defense. Last year they were one of the best defensive teams. Come second half of the season, come January on, they were they were the they were the best defensive team. They yeah. went into that playoff playing great defense. Steph Curry just went off on them. But other than that, they still play great defense. I mean, they beat, they swept the Nets because of their defense, right? Yeah. What they did to Durant. This whole year, they've lacked that defensive quality. So yes, Miami got some dogs on the team. They got some people that's proven it. But at the same time, they're not that talented, right? It don't matter how many dogs you got on the team, unless there's a chemistry problem, to, you know, where like the Lakers of whatever year that was, 05, mm-hmm. that were just falling apart because you had Carl Malone trying to fuck everybody's wife and and Kobe had his great trial. Yeah. Gary Payton was there bitching about everything. Well, Shaq, was, Shaq was, yeah, he was, he didn't want to run a triangle. He couldn't shoot and he couldn't defend either. I, I was so mad when they mm-hmm. signed him. Shaq was oh. one foot out. the. Well, he was trying to stay, but it was a battle. Who were they going to keep at the end of the year? Kobe announced he was going to be a free agent as the Lakers are letting him use the private jet to go to his fucking trial and use the facilities for everything he needs for his press conferences. And then he yells out in the middle of the season, I will become a free agent in the season. Just It was just a shit show. So when they meet the scrappy team, they lost because it was a shit show. L.A. was a shit show. It was, it was a drama. But this situation, Boston, it's not a drama. Yeah, they're nice guys, but that don't mean shit. The nice guys have won before, man. The Warriors are nice guys. Clay. Draymond, not nice, but the Warriors are nice fucking guys. Clay, Clay's a bumbling buffoon. They're nice guys, Jared. Golly, they're not, gosh. They're, they're, they're exactly what you explained. Steph a team Curry nice is a guys. NIMBY. That's the reason backyard. why they've never been able to win. Like, you know, they usually are front runners because they're nice guys are more front runner teams, right? Yeah. And so, and the Warriors have been front running. Nice guys could win. I, I disagree with Charles on that one. Therein lies the thing, though, problem. is that, is that, they they at least have the Draymond for the Warriors. The Draymond's that guy that, that toes the line and goes over the line more often. Yeah, but than, that's still know. not the same because Draymond don't score. No, right? but he so, facilitate. But he plays a major facilitative role and he's defensive captain. That's half the game. So his impact there is like half the game already, right? But when you think about it, like does does Boston have that? I don't know if they have that. They, they don't have, need it. The only signing they needed was Marcus Joker. Smart is kind of that, but he's still only he's a point guard. He, it's he, kind of like it's, he, it's, he, he, he he's that Marcus Smart is that and Grant that Williams is trying to be that, but he's like no not Grant quite Williams there yet. isn't really that. The problem is Jared is you don't need that that someone like a Draymond when the Lakers won. They didn't have a Draymond. They had Dwight Howard acting a fool at the time. Well, they had but it they wasn't had, a Draymond. They had LeBron and Anthony Davis was playing as my Anthony. Davis That's what I'm saying. If you have talent, you don't need that. Yeah, yeah. Those the reason why the Pistons had to be such assholes and what they did is because they lack talent. The Pistons yeah. really lack talent. Their best shooters were the two undersized guards. They had two very undersized guards that could dribble, shoot, and score inside. No, Rip Hamilton was like 6'6". Six, six. No, I'm talking about the Pistons back no. in Isaiah Thomas day. Oh, oh yeah, oh, Dumars. The reason why they had Thomas. to be such physical and the bad boys because they lacked talent, right? 
The thing yeah. is, Boston has talent. It's a coaching. They they should have, and I hate to say this, and this might sound bad, and maybe maybe some listeners gonna be mad and be like, Aaron, I can't believe you said that. They should have swept that Udoka thing over the, under the rug. The only person that they could sign to make this team better would have been Udoka. They mm. should have swept that shit under the rug, like the Knicks did for Isaiah Thomas. When they right. finally wanted to fire him, we found out that he was sexually harassing everybody for 10 years. They kept that <laughs> right. shit quiet. Hey, I was like, dude, I said, and he did a bad job. And they still kept it quiet. And I hate to say it, that's what they should have done, right? Mm-hmm. They should have went ahead, made him do some counseling, do all kind of other shit. Don't put that shit out there. But they wanted to be the woke one, especially in a progressive city like Boston. Like, no, we did this right. We did everything right. We even brought in a lawyer, a consultant team to talk, tell us what to let do me, and this and that. And let me ask you, though. We're, we're not going to fire him. We're going to suspend him. Hey, if you think that coach was a white man sleeping on another white woman, you think all this would have escalated? You know what? I, I think so, Pedro. Because to be honest, this this shit has happened with white people more than this happened okay. with black people. Steve Phillips, Steve Phillips with the Mets in the same East Coast area. Oh, yeah, he was the that. GM of the Mets and same shit. No, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The, I, I don't think I had anything to do with race. Yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with race. They just wanted to do the right thing and cross their you know, dot their eyes and cross all the T's. You hear that? You hear that, uh, owners? Allow your employees to have sex with each other. <laughs> I think the bigger thing is, is like, don't forget, Joe Mazzula wasn't the second in line coach. He was third in line. The second in line took another job right before all that shit went down with Udoka. Joe Mazzula was not the second in line coaches. It was Will Hardy. Will Hardy was Uma Adoka's second in line coach. He's the guy that took over. He's the head coach of the Jazz this year. Oh, okay. I told you, Missoula yeah. was down in rank. He was down, but I think Will Hardy left, and I think he took someone else with him too. I think Missoula was down there. I don't think he's ready to coach. Yeah, it, it showed when I when Daria said in it in on our text text thread mm-hmm. said he said Miami of five. I didn't know. I was like, what is he talking about? You know, I, I thought Boston would win the second game at least. Yeah, me too. I seen him throw that clipboard. I was like, oh, Miami in three. <laughs> Can't have any doubt in your heart when you play against the great Jimmy Butler. Can't have any doubt. I think he's fed up because his voice isn't heard. But I think they also understood they had Odoka last year, coach of the year. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was great, coach of the year, this and that. And they realized we don't have a good coach this year. We don't have someone that can small get us through these rough times. Huh? Like, Aaron, like you were saying, those small ball lineups. Nobody- no, yeah, and they, they were not happy with it. They're the ones. The team went to him and told him, put Robert Williams in the game. Put Start playing Grant Williams more. We need a bigger lineup. They had to beg him in the playoffs against Philly. Why are we going small against Philly? It makes no yeah. sense. Stop going small. We're yeah, not a it's- small ball team. And that show you that, that they went to him. Dude, I'm going to pull up the quote that he said after they won, after they beat Philly. I think it was game six. One of the reporters asked Marcus Smart, pointed out like how Missoula has been getting criticized throughout the series. And Marcus Smart added, rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. Well, you would think a team with that experience, though, with championship experience, although you lost. You Coaching know. matters, Jared. Coaching matters, man. I, I, I agree. But I also, I do wonder about Having a little bit of that dog in him. Coaching matter. I don't think it's the dog. I mean, he showed the dog in game seven and game six against against. Yeah, but uh, that Philly. wasn't that wasn't this, though. No, but no, it's a, it, no. But if you showed that dog in that series with what? I mean, we, we blow up 
what Steph Curry did in Game Seven against fucking Sacramento. I thought it was it was cool to see him score fifty. No, I was but like, I'm but saying, was, I'm saying other people. No, the, the commentators like, blow it up. I know that man did. Thank you, ain't never gonna no life. They blow it up like it was. They don't matter what series it was, Jared. They, they say, got yeah, they, they got it in them. They say it's that every year coaching. though about somebody. No, I, I I can coaching, agree, man. I can agree that coaching is definitely uh, impacting this team's performance to some degree because yes. you think that I I would think that this team would. Definitely not be down three, three. You can't overcome that coaching. When when begin. when when you're when you're sitting there and you're sitting there and you're saying, Wow, this guy's out coaching my coach, you can't overcome that. Because that's already hurting your psyche right then. Cause it, you know, no matter what you do, he's not gonna call a timeout at the right time. He's not gonna call a good play. I mean, let's face it, the game they lost in that series against uh Philly when he didn't call the timeout, was like, let's just play, let's play through it. That's what we do. And I'm like, no, because if you call timeout. You move the ball to half court. At first, I thought, okay, it makes sense. They didn't use that timeout because that way they'll hurry up and throw up a shot. If they miss it, they'll foul. They're only down one. If they miss it, they foul. Then they're down three. Then they can use a timeout, move the ball to half court, and have like eight seconds to play with and run a play, right? But then when I saw that he didn't have no set call, no nothing, they out there winging it, and they lost all the time. It's like that's two games in a row they did that. And I said, that's when they opened their minds. Like, this guy don't know what he's doing. There's two yeah. games in a row. He did the same exact thing and they lost. Like, even though they're a championship team, Jared, they're still a younger championship team, too, right? Yeah, they're still young. It's bad coaching. They're not going to be able to overcome that. Yeah. Because yeah. no, you get I was sitting there, I was a Laker fan. I was watching those games hard when Dale Harris was there. Once the players don't believe in the coach, they can't win shit, no matter how good your talent is. Remember Lakers when they had Shaq, yeah. Kobe, Eddie Jones, Nick Van Exel? They yeah, couldn't. They couldn't do it. They Anthony they Peeler, oh they all God, hated Dale Harris and his old ways and old system, and it was a squad. It was the most. It was what probably the most that? talented about that, uh, squad ever. What about that 2008 uh, Boston team with Doc Rivers or whatever it was? Was, they won, yeah, they won the championship. They won, they the won championship. despite they won despite a coach that was overrated. Oh yeah, 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 no, yeah. But you oh, gotta remember oh, that oh, year. Aaron, that was a bunch of vets at the end of their prime. No one yeah, like let's say. Remind me to tell you, great Aaron, lineup. Mm-hmm. Remind me to tell you, Rajon Rondo was the coach of that team. When we got when we get on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Him and Thibodeau. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts is a seven-week in the show where everyone gets a chance to rank a plane or highlight something positive in the world. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. We're burning out. God, if you listen, help. So cold and bleeding now, now, now. I meant what it meant. Gonna let you down. Do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, I got a Cutty Corner shout out, man. Uh, Cutty Corner shout out out to Netflix. Word on the street is soon we're, we're, we're not far away from them to remove their password sharing and to put all those things in effect to try to limit that. I figured out how I'm going to get past it. Jared will be taking a couple of iPads to his house to log in at least once every month for me. 
Kevin. Kevin's upset because he said, I can't move my TV into the person house that I, hey man, I, I just learned to watch Netflix on iPads. That's what I'm doing. Learn to, if you have Apple, you could, you could also, uh, screen you can swipe it so it just goes on that screen if you have apple tv on it i'll figure that out that's not a hard thing but uh, it goes out to netflix because when i'm getting ready for work i like to just put on something real quick and just be like something i could just kind of be numbing in the background on my ipad in the kitchen where i'm like getting my dog food ready getting my food ready getting coffee getting my tea ready everything um and the same goes for like the weekend, right? I'm like, hey, you know what? I got time. My food's cooking, baking in the oven. Uh, I just want to put something on that I could just watch real quick for the next hour and a half. You know, it'll be ready by then. Make my food. Maybe finish it up while I'm eating. I spend at least 40% of my free time trying to surf through Netflix and find some bullshit, something I want to watch. It is just full of bullshit. Bullshit after bullshit after bullshit that I just don't want to watch. Right? Just bad movie. The reason why I keep watching K-dramas is because everything else on there isn't good. Everything else just doesn't seem to be good. So now, not only are you not allowing... You know, it was fine when we could share passwords, when we could do these things that you could come out. And then here's another thing. Stop coming out with like your series. Why does it take you three years in between each show? Like the Stranger Kids kids are supposed to be in high school. They're supposed to be freshmen last year as they're reaching 18 to 19 year on their life. Next year, they're supposed to be sophomores, right? And they're going to be goddamn 25 years old by the time this damn thing come out. And it's just like, stop, take, take a hint from network TV. You got to put out a show. You're only doing eight episodes. So tell me this. You're only doing eight episodes. Why are you taking two and three years in between each episode? I don't understand. Jared, Netflix, I, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you my my things and maybe you can take my passwords, but it's hard. All right, fuck Netflix. Pedro, do you have a cutty corner shout out? Uh, you know I do. It's sad. Cause I was really rooting for the WNBA. Y'all can't blame this one on man. Not at all. Only way you can blame this one on man is that a man actually got a professional basketball player pregnant. That's the only thing y'all can, can say. They wanted to have a family. Cutty quarter shout out goes to the WNBA and Becky Hammond. And I'm a Becky Hammond fan. I wish she would have got an NBA head coaching job. Because you see a lot of these teams are playing like hoes. And it seems like she knows how to handle some hoes. Well, at least try to, or give her best effort to, by stopping a family. Becky Hammond, I know you want to win. I know that you are looking to build a legacy for your future. Okay? You're the first, what, assistant, female assistant coach in the NBA. I don't know if she was the first, but she's a pioneer. She's a champion. She won a G League championship league. So she's what's, what's going on here, she's getting addicted to winning. So how dare one of her players decide to have a family in this pivotal time of trying to go back to bite, be the first W, she wants to be the first WNBA team to go back and back. And you was a you was a pivotal part of that team, Ashley. Am I saying the name right? The Erica. 
This nigga gonna say ass. I don't, I don't know what the hell. And, and I could have sworn if Houston Comets went back to back in like the first years. Yeah, then they went like yeah. all the titles. Well, for the yeah, first couple yeah. Years. <laughs> yeah. No, for no, 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 for the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, I, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, their first back to back titles. Yeah. Well, everyone's back first back to back titles. Every time they do a back to back, it's gonna be a first for pretty much all these goddamn yeah. teams. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, she's trying to build a legacy. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. But she then, then she got mad at that hoe and said, <laughs> "Keep your legs closed, be a lesbian, and not have a family." Is this supposed to be our woke world now? You just gonna bully bully women into telling them when they have they can have kids? What are you? What is this? Roe versus Wade? What are you doing, Becky? Becky, you're running around here like you got a set of balls. Chill out, homegirl. Your your league ain't even all that important. Okay, it's not important at all. People overseas in the college in the college league, that's important. Not what you're doing. WNBA ain't nobody showing up. Nobody care about you right now. I don't even know why you took that job. What was you thinking? You was one step away of being a head coach in the NBA. Now you want to go and control these holes in the WNBA? Have you lost your mind? And then on top of that, you're going you're gonna act like you didn't send them text messages. What are, what are you? You sound like Trump. You're a fraud. I wanted to be, I so badly wanted to be a Becky Hammond fan, and then she do something like this in the WNBA. Y'all, y'all can't see. Ain't no man involved. So so don't go there. Don't don't you can't blame the uh you can't blame the right wing or the or the chauvinist. Nope, can't do it this time. It was your own, it was your own type. Your that ultra competitiveness, that that testosterone. See, if y'all, if you would have just stayed in the kitchen, made some sandwiches, made your husband some meals, stayed out the way, none of this would have happened. And that that woman could have had a, just a beautiful family, had kids, whenever she wanted to. All she's doing is low management, right? The NBA players do it. Kawhi Leonard seemed like he's pregnant the whole season. What's the matter, Becky? All right, that was the most confused, and uh, I don't know if Pedro is happy. Becky I don't know. I don't know. I tell you was this. trying to keep that I woman in her place, up. or if he was mad that she was trying to not that she wasn't pro life. <laughs> look, look, I'm mad, at, I'm mad at two things. She wasn't pro life, and she's not in the kitchen. Can I tell you this? In the first six years of the WNBA, Houston Comets won the first four titles, and then the Spark won the next two. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I no, no, I mean, I was saying in terms for personally for her, she probably wanted to go back and back to back, they have some type of legacy, and they still look like did that team beat somebody 105 to 64. Cut it out, Becky. Well, she wasn't coaching though, is there? No, no she didn't even coach today. No, they she, won yeah, she's not coaching today. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That team's still gonna dominate. Get mad at somebody because they want to have life because you can't. Dried up wound, having home. Damn, yeah, man, I'm pissed off. You can't come sit up here because you're stopping black families. <laughs> Shit, I agree with some of what you were saying. That girl is a little cute. Girl is fun. She needs to have somebody's baby. 
He's like Dr. Umar Johnson. You start saying something like, I get that. And then you just keep going. And all of a sudden, like, man, I got to. <laughs> exactly. You I was, get crazy. I, my support ended back there a few steps. <laughs> Look, I want I want to support the NBA and I don't. I kind of want them in the kitchen. It's, it's, too, uh, it's a two-way street. I'm looking I'm, I'm offensive on this one. And then, then they do stuff like this. I'm like, okay, get back in the kitchen. <laughs> Hopefully they get that shit resolved and uh, Becky Hammond doesn't revert to her white supremacist uh, internalizations anymore. My Cutty Corner shout out goes out to Dana White for being a punk ass bitch. It's like, if you could do something and just be like, oh, we're going to blame it on the business and you do and you do it. Even though it's, there's still like certain, like when things with business, there are like the more you know about what your product is, what your product does, what comprises your product and the influence it has on the environment or the society that uses it or consumes it, like you have at that point moral and ethical decisions to make. And if you have somebody like Dana White and some of these other people who are fucking psychopaths and sociopaths running many of the larger institutions and corporations in our country, like you see these expressions happen and they're normalized in some way sometimes in the sporting world, which is like disgusting, like the shit with Goodell or the shit that I, the beef I had with David Stern. And not that they weren't effective and, and they 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 were able to achieve their goals as a business, as an entity. That's not for me to tell them what that should be. But at the same time, I do hold them accountable or call out their moral or ethical, you know, bullshit, especially since they have influence over a swath of people and society in that way. And uh, Dana White is a prime example of somebody who will just do the business thing no matter what, pretty much. And he has a bunch of fanboy ass reporters. I put that in quotation reporters who basically, if he don't like you and you don't report the way glowingly or like, you know I'm saying? At least, you know, moderate and not, not criticizing you. You can't get access to their press conferences. That's just the way he does things. Right. So he's insulated and he's a dick. If you could do something just to be like for the business side of it or just to be a dick business wise to make sure we take advantage or steal some capital, you know, what I'm saying we're going to make this decision. We're going to make this, you know, impact on our staff, on our facilities, on our product or on whoever consumes it. That's what Dana White does. This week, Francis Ngannou announced he was signing with the PFL. Francis Ngannou was the heavyweight champion of the UFC. He held out to basically finish out his contract because he wanted a better contract from the UFC. And he went to the USC with certain demands, demands that were better for fighter pay and representation and healthcare, things that would benefit someone like unionizing the, was it Star Garden, Golden Garden, Garden, Star, Star Garden, Starlight oh. Garden. USC fighters could learn something from our lovely ladies at the Star Garden. And, and Ganu was, you know, arguably the biggest name in the sport. He held to his guns. He held out. He fought his last fight. Waited the year because they had they had negotiation rights for a year, basically. Got his last fight out of the way, waited the year, and then was a free agent. You know what I'm saying? Basically, he was done. Done. He was done. Done with the UFC. And people were like, you're not going to find better deals anywhere else or good luck. And he found a deal that's better for him. Three-fight deal with the PFL. PFL is on ESPN+. Plus. PFL may, maybe don't have the name, obviously, and we don't know where they get the money from, but they got enough money to pay him upwards of... You know what I'm saying? The high seven figures. So like somewhere over five to six million dollars a fight. Which for, you know what I'm saying, a heavyweight champion UFC fighter is a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Maybe closer to 10 million. Within his contract, he also can go box. He also can get sponsors. He doesn't have to be limited to the UFC's Reebok deal, whatever uh, uh, gecko, uh, uh, lizard uh, uh, brand that they decide, Venom, 
whatever they decided like the, all the fighters lost their ability to you know have their own sponsors he can have that there and he also got it guaranteed that his opponents whoever he fights in his three fight deal will make a base salary of at least two million dollars tell me that brother ain't doing something tight and Dana White gonna come out here the same day that he makes his announcement and announce a bunch of bullshit ass fights. Oh, these guys are fighting in this pay-per-view down the road. These guys, some of these dudes aren't medically cleared uh, from what I heard. Shout out to the Co-Main Event Podcast. Some of these dudes like have not necessarily fully agreed to this, but they they started announcing fights that they had in line. And you know what? Also, on that same day, they announced the BMF title will be back up for grabs. You know what I'm saying? After Jorge Masvidal retired, the BMF title's up for grabs. Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje about to go for it, baby. Let's go. I think it's those two. BMF title means something. Not really, but it's there. Just some bullshit. Just throwing shit out there to try and steal some of the some of the the media from Francis Ngannou having an unprecedented contract signed for a uh, mixed martial artist, for MMA fighter, and the, the sport of MMA as it grows in the United States um, and and across the world. Like this is this is unprecedented for him. So kudos to him. And Dana White's gonna do a dick move, just like some vendetta type shit. When this dude hasn't done anything to you other than represent himself in the best way, he's been through 10 times as much as you would have been through just to make it to where he's at. Dana White, you fucking piece of shit. Dana White, you ain't shit. And you get my cutty corner shot for being a despicable person who hides behind the guise of, it's all business. I'm just I'm just trying to curate the, 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 the narratives and I'm just trying to make the best fights that give us 85% of the revenue and profits and our fighters got to split 15% of it. John Jones over here, you get a second cutty quarter shout out for talking shit because you over here, uh, you were trying to hold out and you tried to hold your guns and then you crumbled because you can't stop headbutting your wife in the goddamn Las Vegas and stupid shit, nigga. <laughs> now, now he's here, signed his eight fight deal and now he's calling uh, Francis Gano a pussy and scared to come fight me. No, no, he went and got something better than you. You, you know what, Jared? Though you got, you got to admit, uh, Dana White keeps them from get seeking their own sponsorships because, I mean. Let's face it, they're UFC fighters, Jared. They're not the most intelligent, charismatic, or well-spoken people in the world. I mean, majority of them are only going to sponsor like Walter White's products. <laughs> you know, like if it's either Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, that's it. There's a limit on like, you know, maybe I'm wrong, Jared. Maybe there are Nurkane commercials just sitting there on the shelf waiting for the right person to... <laughs> To, to, to no, they're they, 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 they gonna be a sponsor for Mr. Pillow. You smoke crack, don't you? Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack? Fun fact, fun fact of the day. The Oakland A's last week had the lowest attendance game since 1979. Non-pandemic with 2,000 and just a shade over 2,050 people. Was there an earthquake that day or something? <laughs> Probably was an earthquake. I'm sure if we look hard enough in that 1970-something day, it was an earthquake or something major happened and they still did better. Yeah, so fun fact of the day, the Oakland A's had their lowest attendance since uh, in over 40 years, since 1979, with a fan total at a game of 2,064 fans. In 79, the low was 1,037, so almost exactly half. <laughs> However, the A's said, we don't want to look at it as a negative. We would like to say at least we're not the worst with the lowest attended game relative to uh, the WNBA. 
who had only two teams with worse single game ticket sales than the A's. You told me only two teams, two only two, two teams, teams had worse. I would have thought the WNBA games. Had, if you would have told me the WNBA had worse attendance to any other male pro sport, then that tell me that's sad for the A's. In the 2022 season, okay, the lowest attended game was the Atlanta Dream and the Indiana Fever came in with re- with a respective 1,268, and the Indiana Fever had 960 at their lowest attended game. So at least the A's, they say, were beating the Indiana Fever and Atlanta Dream when it comes to the lowest attended game. Wow. <laughs> we're only quarter way through the season, y'all. Let's do this. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> Can't Did you know going to a they're now giving game on away, Friday. They're giving away 33 tickets for $99. <laughs> so, so you're telling me the Oakland A's is out here looking like the uh, XFL and uh, what's the other? <laughs> the XFL and the USFL. USFL. <laughs> Who has more attendance, them or the A's? That's a great question. They're yeah. not even major sports, Pedro. They yeah. should have less people. I'm right. afraid they probably don't. I'm going to tell you what they need to do. They need to hurry up and approve that move to Las Vegas. And the other owners need to pitch in because they lose, they're probably losing too much revenue off the A's. And they oh, got, no, 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 no. It's been approved already. Just, yeah, I mean, they need to rush it. I mean, but like, they don't do revenues. They don't do like overall. I mean, they, they have a very few overall contracts, right? The, okay. Like they have one with, with Fox Sports. Mainly their, their money is playoff money for the baseball, the the contracts that they split for with ESPN, Fox Sports, and things like that as far as TV rights. And the A's aren't appearing on none of those games, Pedro. So they aren't. When ESPN paid money and said, hey, we go on a Sunday night baseball game, right? I bet you part of their contract was like, none of them's going to be the A's. Like this Sunday night happening. baseball, you basically going to get the Dodgers, the Padres, the Yankees. It's only going to be the good team, so it ain't hurting them that much. But yeah, it's it's getting it's it's really bad. Um, so yeah, bring on the WNBA in Oakland. Hey, I'm making a sign for Friday, Aaron. So we should make a sign and and and, and hold that hold that shit. I'm making a sign. Uh, hit us up. Tell us what I should put on that sign. This show comes out on Friday, so uh, stay on Friday before uh, six o'clock Friday. Jared, I might not make it into the game. <laughs> Why? Dang it, Jared. I mean, we going to an A's game, man. We could just sit in the parking lot and just listen That's to it on the saying. radio. It's, 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 my only it's reason a fireworks night also. And it's a I, I don't, I don't want that to be the reason that I'm going into the game. Like I don't like. Fireworks they got free enough. jerseys. They got free jerseys. That and so as soon as I get my jersey, I might be on part, man. That's what you should do. If they're playing a game, the A should forfeit, and y'all should shoot. They should just shoot fireworks. <laughs> they should have a fireworks show. Let's have a fireworks show. Just play movies <laughs> on the big screen. Just do, uh, yeah. uh, just do, yeah, theater in the at the at the ballpark. Just just play old just, movies. All you gotta <laughs> do is that'll introduce. make more people and get more people in there. <laughs> what you do is introduce the, the the visiting teams, star players, and shoot off fireworks. <laughs> Pedro's got a great idea for the Oakland A's. Shout out sponsorship. We retain the rights to. <laughs> Is, cancel all the rest of the games, forfeit them, and just bring the other team on to do yeah fun stuff, Q and A's, or just yeah, just just do completely different. You know, you know what? But I, I, you got to kind of blame the times on this, man. It's you know baseball, the greatest American pastime, and then we're t- too busy being woke, not going to games. We have we don't go outside. We're on a computer. It's them not evolving with the times. Well, I mean, I know they're just now trying with the replays and the cameras all over the place and the 
time clocks. It seemed like it's working for the pace of the game, but it's just, you know, this is an old game and the, the A's organization. It's a deep culture game. Same way everybody else is doing well, though, Pedro. For it to be an yeah. old game, everybody else money. is doing well, man. There is a deep baseball culture, though. There are there in yeah, baseball is still are, a very rich sport it's, it's, in that. Yeah, this it just seems funny. In the in the b- bigger spotlight of the the TV scope of like its excitement and, and where it stands now, it definitely it, it has its moments, but well, it's not. It's more of a L.A. does good, San Diego does good, San Francisco does good. I have no, I don't, I don't understand the Oakland thing. It's just that they uh, Oakland has become one of the most expensive funny. places to live in, in in the country. You know, what I'm saying yeah. it's not not like the East Bay has become a cheaper place. So like you would think that that would bode well for the the team, right. um, although it has gentrified or it has pushed out a lot of native Oakland well, residents. They, 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 well, but, here's the problem, Jared. They, the ownership, you know, you said it a million yeah, times. The ownership, the ownership gone decision. cheap. Yeah, They've gone yeah. cheap. They, and that's they, that's that's why it's not a sign of times in this case. Is this is where the ownership is making a play. Like, they're literally doing what your girl from uh, uh, Major League was trying league, to do. The, yeah. Like, they need to get John Fisher in a bikini or have him have, like, one of the big cardboard cutouts with him in his suit looking all covered up. And then every win they get, they get to take off a piece to reveal him in a bikini or something like uh, something embarrassing, right? And maybe that'll turn their season around. Or they could just get the fuck out. Let's, I like Pedro's idea.